Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is My Truth, Tell Me Yours. This is actually an intro to an intro. Uh, this is an intro to my conversation that I had with Aaron Perino from the Sheila Divine and Dear Leader a couple of weeks ago. I just, when I, <clears throat> I had never met Aaron prior to recording of this. And I actually didn't know how to pronounce his last name. I'd seen it in print for a long time and learned the proper pronunciation, which was Perino. But uh, in the intro afterwards, I pronounced it Perino. So this is going before the intro. So uh, I'm correcting myself. I had, uh, I, you know, I had, I had actually heard how his name was pronounced. But when I recorded the intro, it was right after the live show. My my ears were ringing, my, my mind was on a million things, and I didn't think about what I was saying. So just wanted to put this out there so I was saying uh, his name properly. So it's Aaron Perino. But yeah, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is My Truth. Tell me yours. Um, I just got out of a very, very loud show, so I'm a little hoarse and I'm very deaf. Um, I just saw the Minus Scale and the Sheila Divine play at the Press Room in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Sold out show. Um, it's a fantastic show. I wanted to wait until afterwards to record this, but uh, this episode I spoke to Aaron Perrineau of the Sheila Divine. This was kind of a really cool thing for me. Uh, I, was, I said to Aaron beforehand uh, and to, to a friend earlier today, you know, I was feeling nervous beforehand, uh, which I don't normally get nervous before doing these and I was trying to figure out why and it was uh, really just the fact that uh, Aaron's been one of my favorite songwriters for 20 years now and we had not met previous to this conversation so we kind of just dove right in and through the course of the conversation we discovered we have you know some some good buddies in common and you know a lot of common ground with uh, uh music and uh, it was kind of a cool full circle thing because this podcast is called this is my truth tell me yours that's i totally stole that name from a manic street preachers album and you know aaron tells the story about when they toured with uh or he i think it was after we were recording but he told me about uh the first time that they were doing a uh, west coast tour they were opening for the manic street preachers so it's kind of like a full circle thing uh but yeah this was a great conversation really enjoyed talking to Aaron had a fantastic time at the show I'm seeing him again in September and if you get the chance to see them this summer this fall this year do it because don't know if you'll be able to see them much much longer after this year after 2019 so definitely highly recommend it I'd seen them many times before and it's another great show and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Aaron, so I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. So was that was that your first podcasting experience? Have you done podcasts? I've before? done podcasts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys played with the minus scale before? I, he says we have. Yeah. I just I don't remember. Sure. It. Well, so. I'm sure you've played with a whole slew. Of yeah. Things, no. So. I mean, it's just like yeah, like you know, I'm sure at some time it was like right. a four band bill, and I did. I was like giving like dinner or something. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, it was it was funny. I was, uh, you know, I was kind of going through. The discography in the last week, yeah, like re, re-listening to stuff, and you know, because some of the songs I've, you know, no. know by heart, and yeah. then some of the songs not, and then, but it was also because I, I was going to ask you, I was like, oh, are you going to play this tonight? And I was like, oh, that's a dear leader song. Never yeah. mind. Never <laughs> mind. I, I, yeah. At some point, I'm going to like, uh, we could talk about it, but like, yeah. Um, yeah at some point, I want to like combine combine the two. Well, the thing was, is, I'm fr- I'm like best friends with everyone in my right, band still. Right. Like, there's no dramas. Right. So it's more like dear leader. It's like the drummer has like an insane job he can never play. Right. Right. And so, but it would be amazing to just like oh, take. Right. <laughs> so. Well, it's. I mean, obviously, you're the through line between yeah. the two of them, and I mean, stylistically, there's a little bit. I mean, there's definitely differences 
particularly with the first couple Dear Leader records. Yeah. It's got a, to me at least, it's got a distinct different sound than the Sheila Divine. Yeah, but for sure. As it progressed, and then when you did uh, the Morbs, yep. there's like, to me, it, it could have been either or. I so, agree. I think yeah. my songwriting is just like when I was, you know, the one that everyone loves, Do Parade, like, you know. Right. You have your whole life to do that. But, I mean, I was 22 or right. whatever. So, it's like, I, I was not a good musician. Right. Like, I, so it's kind of like, maybe, and, you know, I do think, you know, you look at across every artist. Right. And their first album's, like, awesome. But I right. think it's just that you don't know what you're doing. Sure. It's so much more minimal and right. whatever. And then you learn more tricks. And then, yeah, you kind of sprinkle different and stuff And then you in. become Elvis Costello and you're like, oof, like, could you just not do the like, oh, with the 40, 48 chords or whatever. Well, it's funny because going back to right before we started recording, I was talk, talking about my friend in Indonesia. And so the first thing that I ever heard from you guys was hum, which I yeah. think is the case for a lot of people. Sure. And it's, you know, it's arguably the most aggressive so although I wouldn't necessarily mean call aggressive but as far as like having that punch I mean everyone always is like like it's funny enough this band uh reached out to me this week yeah um they're called I can't think of it now um uh I really want to anyways they're doing they covered it but oh, they had really? two singers to do it. Yeah. Like one that screams. One, one, like, one two, Yeah, two, and that was always the comment. It's sure. just like, it sounds like two singers. Right, yeah, so, right. But yeah. So. Um, but I was very like... So So that album's 20 years old yeah. this year, and, you know, not only was it 20 years old, but like... So in 1999, Roadrunner Records <laughs> put out the debut album from Slipknot, of and course. also the debut album from The Sheila Divine. Yeah, which, I remember that, because yeah. I remember we have the same A&R guy and he's yeah. like I have this band Slipknot and yeah. like it's like 10 guys in masks right. and I'm like okay yeah. cool. they also, he also said Nickelback right yeah so yeah so, <laughs> yeah. yeah not everyone's uh, yeah not everyone's completely you know scot free of blame but uh, it was just it was one of those things because I was a big metalhead at the time yeah and you know I had just heard that song and my you know my friend was playing it for me incessantly and then you know, I saw the CD and I was like, oh, cool, Roadrunner Records, because I was yeah. big into, like, Soulfly and Sepultura sure. and all that. And I picked it, and then as soon as I opened it up, I was like, who are these three guys on yeah. the inside? You know, because I, I think all three of you are wearing glasses oh, and yeah, the band photo. Nerd, and nerd, little nerds. Yeah, and I was like, huh, well, maybe it's like a like a joke, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful <laughs> way. I don't like, take it as a And then I listened to it, and I was like, well, this is not what I was expecting for that song, but, it, like, immediately... It immediately grabbed me. Like, Even the people at Roadrunner were always like, for some reason, with a lot of the old school Roadrunner people, yeah. we have like they have this soft spot for us because sure. we were just not like any of the other things. But yeah. like, I'm like still friends with like a bunch of the people. That's awesome. Well, it's funny. I was a uh, I uh, I popped into where I work. I I worked. I, I work at a grocery store, okay. a chain grocery store, which it's pretty easy to figure out. I just won't name it on here because okay. they, they. But do they have two hour delivery? Uh, no, it's not that, but it's basically the competitor of okay. that place. Yeah, yeah. So I popped in, and, you know, one of my coworkers saw me because I had to grab a couple things beforehand, and she's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, you seem a little off. And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking that all day. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, well, I'm going to a show tonight, but I'm doing an interview, and this is like, this is probably like the 200th time I've sat down with someone, and I was like, I'm getting nervous. And then I was like, oh. I'm talking to one of my favorite songwriters of all time. She is. Who, who I've never met before. Because right. oftentimes, a lot of times, I talk to someone that I have a relationship yeah. with before. Like I, I Blakesley. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I, uh, me and Blakesley go. But I put out a couple of Blakesley's records oh, 20 wow. years ago. Yeah. He did... Uh, I used to be friends with him, and I don't know if, if he's still did. His girlfriend at the time who worked at this place called Silvertone in Boston. It was probably Kelly J. Uh, um, I don't know. But, who became his wife uh, is now his ex-wife. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's probably like, I, I've known that guy for now. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's from this area yeah. originally. His brother owns a tea shop in town. But yeah, um, you know, I know the guys from Cave-In, so, you yeah. know, talk, but I was just like, oh, it's a, I was like, I haven't gotten nervous like this in years. So I was just like, well, that's cool. At least it's like, <laughs> okay. I was like, at least I could still get like, excited about doing the podcast thanks I mean and you said you know people always talk about uh, New Parade which which is a great record yeah 
But for my money, where have my countrymen gone? Wow, the record. Wow, uh, it's. I mean, you might be the only one. No, come on, serious. <laughs> I mean, and you know, like we, were, like we spent so much time on that, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I have a hard time connecting with it now. But really, I, yeah, I don't know why. Just was it time and place where you were when you wrote it, and you just. I don't honestly. I don't know why. Yeah. I just like. I mean, I do listen to country, and I'm like, oh, yeah. like I lyrically, it's like s- s- dead on now. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Oh yeah. Like, well, that was like about a year ago. Some you know there was a Facebook thread, and it was like, is there any songs that kind of were before their time commenting on like the political thing? I was yeah. like, check this out, and then like, who the hell is this band? I'm like, I'm yeah. from Boston. They've been around like you know 20 years or whatnot. But yeah, that's uh, you know, I was just. Playing it again yesterday, I was like, "God damn, this is just like this is this is a." And I don't use this word lightly, but it, it is a masterpiece in my opinion. She wins. It's oh, a thanks, man. It, it's a fantastic record. Um, I mean, I, you know, I like I like everything. I saw you guys. Um, actually, my friend who lives in Indonesia, I took her younger sister to the Secret Society record release show. Yeah, I don't even. Was uh, that is it the Paradise? Or? It was at the Paradise. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, I forget where I was living. I think I was already because I moved to Arizona for a little while when yeah. you guys were doing your farewell show. So sure. I, I was like, I, I can't make it back to Boston. But so I mean, what was sort of the what happened with ending that, starting Dear Leader? Like, what? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it was. I mean, I was like turning like whatever, almost thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to have ki- uh, kids, figuring that, you know, we had spent, we went to China, and then we did this European tour, and then we went and did, like, a tour, another tour, so everyone was, like, super tired, and it just felt like the shows were getting, like, less and less right. attended, right. and, you know, you're making, like, less than working part-time at Starbucks, you sure. know, and you're just kind of, which is, you know, even now, I'm like, still, you're, like, free. Right, right. <laughs> but... But at the time, I was like, there's got to be more than this. Sure. And, sure. Uh, yeah. And then we just were just like, we're going to, like, we want to end it. And, yeah. um, but then, you know, then I was just like, well, I'm still going to write songs. Right. That's, and I, the thing is, like, I've never stopped. Like, right. I mean, I'm like, I'm releasing a record in September. It's like yeah. my 11th. Like, it's like. Under, under which I'm name? Sheila Sheila Divine. Divine. It's going to be our last record. Though. Okay. But right. this time. I, I'm pretty, You're confident. pretty pretty confident, but it's not. I won't stop, but like right. it's just uh, it's it's kind of it's 20 year anniversary. We're sure. re-releasing New Parade on vinyl, yeah. putting this album out, and then I think that's gonna be like that. a good send off. Yeah, like and this sure. I like this album. I think is amazing. Like yeah. I'm, and I don't say that like lightly because like I've I I haven't really like. Not saying I don't. I like like certain songs on right. it, but this one, like this album, I don't know what happened, but like I'm like I've connected with like yeah. so many of the songs. Yeah. I'm into it right now. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. Um, did you kind of when you were? It's already recorded. I'm assuming, or you? Yeah. Well, it it's like mostly recorded. Okay. I mean, all the songs are recorded. Sure. But we have to. We're refining them. Right. Right. Adding, adding, adding you know, adding touches. a little some violin or whatever. Right. Um, where'd you record it? Uh, the guitarist Brian, that's yeah. what he does for a living. He okay. Run, owns a studio. Nice. So it's called Zippa Studios. And Zippa? Yeah. Where Zippa, is it? In Brookline. Okay. Um, like Brighton. And right. uh, but yeah, so we just do it when it's taken us so long because he has to fit us in. Sure. You know, we're the free man. Sure. Yeah, I understand. My, <laughs> my younger brother owns and operates a recording studio <laughs> as well, and it's actually. The minus scale just they, oh. last week they just released okay. two, yep. two new songs. I sang that one. Yeah, they uh, they they uh, recorded it at his studio. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, I get it because I've done some projects there, and it's like we can definitely do it. But you're low man on the totem yeah. pole. We do so. Tuesday nights, but yeah. it's usually like you know from six thirty or seven, and you know Brian's not gonna like where it's right. like it's from like six till ten. And yeah, then yeah. And it's then we from, go out, we go out and have like some dinner. Sure, sure, yeah. So. Well, that's, I mean, most of the people that I know who have been kind of music lifers that are, you know, now, because you and I are pretty much the exact same age, yeah. uh, at this point, they're still doing music, and they they're either have a completely different job, or if they're involved in music, they're they're either, you know, yeah, run, working at a studio, or, you know, doing, uh, like my brother does a lot of live production sounds, yeah. so, 
Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of people other than, you know, Bono and James Hetfield who are just doing music as they're... I know. I mean, and it's like, I, and I try to, like, you know, I want to do it at as high a level as I can. Sure. Um, but there's limitations when you right. have two kids. So sure. just kind of like... How old are your kids? Uh, Ten, or nine and twelve. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure once you have a family that, you know, everything else kind of becomes second tier. Well, if you look at, like, sort of even the drop-off, like, when they're really young, you don't do anything. Sure. Now they're, like, they don't care. So, like, right. I, now I'm, like, amping up. I'm, like, doing all these, playing all these shows. And, nice. like, I really want to, like, I'm trying to, like, do it more now. Sure. So. Yeah, well, I was, you know, uh, I was looking at the shows coming up, and I was like, all right, well, there wasn't a, a bunch coming up. But this, I was wondering if it was, you know, centered around the 20th anniversary of that record. Kind of that. that and the new record. Sure. And, and basically our basis being like I'm retiring at the end of the year sure so. sure because um, you guys are both original members yep. you're the only two original members in yep. the lineup right now yeah Ryan's yeah. been with us since Countryman sure so sure uh, yeah so it's pretty much and Brian recorded all of our albums right so everyone's like kind of been there but right. yeah but it's so are you guys playing as a three piece or four please? four okay yeah yeah so Colin the guitarist who when we broke up he lives in LA. Okay. I just reconnected with him, yeah. and I mean, he's got like he's like the president of like <laughs> something insane. Like he's like doing very well. Is he working in music or other? Uh, more in like digital enterta- sure. entertainment type stuff. But yeah. he's I mean he's killing it, and yeah. so we we've been talking about like him flying in to play with us at some point. But, right on, so. right on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going down to New York to record a podcast next month with. Um, do you know the band Old Man Gloom? No. They're, uh, so you, are you familiar with Caven and Isis? Yeah, of course. And oh, Converge? yeah, oh, yeah. It's, so it's like yeah. a super group. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, I now I know. Yeah, guys. but uh, I'm recording with one of the guys from there, but he his his day job is he does audio on a television show. Okay. Like a, a one, of the, one of the cable TV shows. Okay. So we're trying to figure out the schedule. He's like, weekdays, he's like, I could be there till 5, I could, you know, 5 p.m., I could be there till 11 p.m., so yeah. we don't really know, so we're, we're trying to finagle stuff, so it was just That's like... That's cool. Yeah. Um, it's funny, because oddly enough, his, his, uh, his cousin is the guy who does the booking here, so it was oh, it's all, I mean... It's, it's all connected. It's New England, it's yeah. all connected, yeah. Right. Um, he had actually, it's, it's interesting, because somebody asked me how, like, how hooked this up, I was like, ah, I just messaged them. I was like, that's kind of whenever whenever a band that I'm interested in plays in Portsmouth, because, you know, yeah. when I was a kid, nobody that we knew played in Portsmouth. I mean, Elliot last Smith time, played The last once. time I played here was at the Elvis Room. Yeah, Elliot like, Smith played at the Elvis Room. Like, my, like, my band played at the Elvis Room 20-something yeah. years yeah, ago. Yeah, so. the last time I've been here. Yeah. So, um, so was, it, was that the, the Sheila Divine? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. But... Um, I don't know when. I mean, that, was, that must have been that must have been pre before the album even came out because I think that was when was even closed then. I, yeah, I, I was early days. For yeah, sure, yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the Elvis Room is now a country and western bar called Ooh. the Goat. Ooh, I like it. It's uh, well, it's theoretically it's great. It's uh, I have mixed feelings about it myself, but uh, and uh, yeah, there's been there's been talk about like trying to do it like an Elvis Room reunion yeah. type of thing, but and they even agreed to let us take over the building for the oh, night. Oh, wow. A guy um, who is a local musician still has the original sign. He was basically deemed the keeper of the sign years ago. Uh, so he's like, we get hanging up for the night, but who knows if that's cool. happen or not. Well, that's awesome. It, it's funny, though, because a lot of the local bands from around here are all doing reunion shows. I think yeah. it's like tw- the 20-year thing kind of rings true for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what... I mean, I guess it's like anything, like yeah. high school reunion or whatever, but like... Yeah. Did you, so you said New Parade is getting reissued on vinyl? Yeah. Well, it didn't get issued on vinyl originally, did no, it? No, it didn't. Well, that was sort of like the... the, the that was the, the CD. The, that was CD era. Yeah, that was when nobody was doing no vinyl. No one did vinyl. Yeah. I was, uh, the only band in that era that I remember put, putting out vinyl was Pearl Jam. Yeah. Because they had it in their contract that yeah. all their albums would come out on vinyl because the Library of Congress only keeps vinyl albums interesting so that was how they were able to like force the hand but right. yeah um, so is that is Roadrunner doing it or no so it, it went to Rhino right um, 
and it it took two years to get this yeah. thing to happen. It's yeah. been the biggest pain in the ass. Like uh, Newberry Comics was gonna do it, but but then basically my label in Belgium, mm-hmm. they're doing it through the Belgian version of that, okay. and, and so we're there, we're just printing it there. I gotcha. So yeah. I gotcha. Is there? Uh is there going to be any, like, bells and whistles on it? Like, any bonus tracks? Oh, yeah, or? we're doing a whole second album of, like, unreleased stuff. Nice. And it's going to be, like, a little box thing. Very it nice. It should be nice, so. Is that coming out, like, towards the end of the year? Uh, it'll be, like, yeah, exactly, like, around November. Nice, so. nice. Good little uh, holiday I'm gift. I'm excited about it, you know. Yeah. I'm like, this is taking, like, way more effort than right, I really right. want to put into something. <laughs> like, it's 20 years old, but we got to do it. Sure. So, well, yeah. and I would imagine... Yeah, especially where you you have a new record. Coming That's right. Out. That's I'm like, I'm like, I like these songs. <laughs> like, right. but like, it, but it's still good. So. Is um, is it the first one of your albums that's coming out on vinyl, or have you? No, we did the one, the worst song, the worst album we ever had, the things that once were. We did that one. Yeah, that's a um, vinyl. So and then hey, I'm sorry. sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Do you want to you want to be in on this podcast? You want to say hello on the podcast? Hi, I'm Hi. Jim. I play bass. Hi, Jim. <laughs> um, You're welcome to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one album I I ha- couldn't find Hydar hair of anywhere. Like a physical yeah, release. it was a Kickstarter album. Okay, okay. Um, and it you know in theory it was fun. Well, like, whoa, we raised thirteen thousand dollars. This right. is crazy. And then it was like. I would never do it again. Yeah. Like, there's something about, well, A, I don't want to own a record label, but, like, right. you do, like, and the whole idea is we would do it, and then we were going to write it, but we wrote it live, like, we live-streamed everything, like, it was, like, this collaborative thing, but, like, people were just, like, would write and be like, I can't believe, I, like, you know, I don't feel like you're going for it on this thing, and, like, or, like, I thought the quality of this, like, it was... Talking about, like, the songs themselves? songs the t-shirt right. which did suck but <laughs> but like it was like but also like the idea was we're gonna release this crazy you know 180 gram vinyl with like right. die cut stuff and right. and it is like it's and my cousin who's in portugal the man like designed it it's oh, okay. like it's super like it looks awesome but like then you're like oh it costs that much to do that right. and then like half the people are from belgium and you're like oh it costs that much to ship it right and then it just became like oh all right we got to skimp on some other stuff sure yeah that's that's tough that's i mean i it's fine and then people are like oh i moved can you like sorry it's like so much it's a pain in the ass so yeah and I would imagine with the with the whole Kickstarter thing, you're having to deal with all of that stuff. Yeah, yourself yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it was a fun. It was the early days of Kickstarter, so sure. it was like an experiment. But you know, I, I did a different but similar thing a couple of years ago, and uh, trying to get because I was like, give me the address. That I did a road trip where I visited all 48 of the lower states. Oh, really? I did a painting in each state. And like oh, I, that's awesome. It was it was great, but I it was a logistical nightmare. Yeah, and uh, you know people could like pre buy a painting for a certain amount of money because it's basically funding the trip. And cool uh, idea. Uh, but trying to get the paintings to people and having yeah. them give me their addresses and then shipping them out, I was like, God, what a night! It was great because I stayed with a bunch of friends on the yeah. trip, and sometimes they'd see me painting because I you know I'd have to paint every day. Yeah. And they're like, is that one for sale? I was like, yeah. They're like, can I just buy it? I'm like, yes, because then I could just hand it to you and don't have to ship yeah, it or anything like that. Them, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's how bands are kind of still surviving is, you know, like, because nobody's... Yeah, really, like, I mean, you think like, you know, well, Amanda Palmer doesn't really need to... Um, right, <laughs> right. But, you know, she's got, she has her like Patreon or whatever, and it's like... It's like seven thousand like, dollars a month. Or yeah, something. she's like, making for more money. than that. It's probably more than that, right? And it, but. it's funny because I, I had that same conversation specifically about her with someone recently, and they're like, "She doesn't deserve." And I'm like, "Here's the thing: nobody she deserves it because she's." I like, was like, "People are willing to do it, and people love what she does, oh, and she she goes for it, sure. like you know, yeah. like and like she's kind of ruthless in that like yeah. thing, and she takes so much shit, yeah. I mean, including I give it to right. her, but well, but I mean, it's more like just." 
it's hate basically out of jealousy, right. but like for sure. But like, yeah, I mean, like you know, when she like raised a million dollars on Kickstarter, right. I was just like, you gotta be kidding yeah. me! Yeah. Like, kudos. Awesome. Well, and Zach Braff kickstarted one, oh, yeah, one yeah, of his, one like, of his Fuck movies. You, you, yeah, one a lot of people were like you have the money to do this mm-hmm. yourself. Why are you asking us to? I mean, and I think that was also the early days of crowdfunding yeah. where people still didn't see necessarily like what the money is going for. But I, I'm also, I'm like, if you think it's a bad idea, don't fund it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. and in being an artist, is it's hard. Like, I mean, and also just the, I mean, I, I didn't have what it took to like do it for real. Like, right. cause it take, I, to me, you have to like, you can't, you can't ha- like my, like, you know, I always use my cousin who's like, you know, killing it. Yeah. But like, what's he doing in the band? He's a singer. Okay. And writes the songs. Okay. And, but I mean, his dedication to what he's doing, I mean, he's like, he'll go like, you know, months without seeing his kid. Sure. You know? Like, and I just, like, I just, I don't know how he, like, sure. I mean, granted, now he's hit it to where, like, you right. can, like, oh, just take a plane and come see me. You right. know, it's like, right. it's not an issue. But there was, but yeah. to get there, you know, sure. it was like, it was like 10 years of yeah. just that's what he did. Well, and I mean, everyone, we hear the whole story of success stories. You don't, for, but for every artist who's doing that, there's either artists who, you know, some people might say fail or artists who, you know. To me, it's more the, like, where you, you can do it, but just, it's like what you have to do to do it. It's sure. like, you know, like, I mean, what made me quit I, is, well, a few things. Nate Albert, who is in the Boston. Right who's, like, you know, the president of whatever. But, right. like, he like he had this conversation early with me that was just, like, yeah, like, I was, like, being handed my platinum album. And I was, like, you know, the only thing I thought was, how come Green Day sold $3 million? And, right. like, basically, like, it was an unfillable void of, like, sure. feeling, like, and that's what made him, like, just be, like, I'm going to quit and do that. Right. And then the other thing was I played with the wonder stuff if okay. you remember that band yeah, yeah, yeah. uh well it was the singer of that band uh it, it was at the paradise with like the delgados it was like this cool like but it was like he's like you know he was he's like 10 years older than me or whatever mm-hmm. he shows up in like this little van with like a bandmates that are like 10 years younger than and it's sure. like hey, can i get a glass of wine I'm like that'll be ten dollars and like it just, I don't know. There's and like no one was there, and I was like, "That's the future." Right, <laughs> like it's, right. It's, it's like, not for me. It's I don't know. It's it you, you know, when you're like playing to fifty people and yeah. you get like three hundred bucks or whatever, yeah. and then you know you get your hotel at the Holiday Inn Express right before you stay in it. Like right. you know, it gets pretty old when you're sure. like, when you're not like twenty one and like this is right. cool. Yeah, the tenth tenth go around, you're like, I'm I'm all set. Yeah. Yeah, the um, that that particular rock and roll lifestyle is definitely built for people in their twenties. That's why it's a young person's game. Sure, because it's like you know, yeah. I mean, if I could stay at like boutique hotels and right. you know get the tasting menu from the local chef, like yeah. then I'd do it. Sure, yeah. Well, it's, so the the minus scale, who's who you're playing with tonight? Um, I went out on the road with them for a while. I put out a couple of their records okay. years and years and years ago, but you know, I was like. Merch guy driving, driving yeah. the van, you know, um, and did, I mean, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, how many times have you seen them? I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I don't count that band because yeah. they're friends. Uh, I mean, they're a great band, but they're friends. It's a different category than going to see a band. But I was like, and they said, how come you don't go around with bands anymore? I was like, because I'm 43. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, there's no money in it. Like, there, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah, now, like, when we do it, like, I really appreciate it. Like, yeah. when we go to Europe, like, it's, like, the greatest. Like, sure. you know, I'm, like, I scope out, like, I plan, like, what restaurants we're going to go to, mm. what museums yeah. we're going to It's, like, I'm on vacation, yeah. and then we play this amazing show. Yeah. And it's, like, I wish I could, you know. Two, two of my brothers live in Europe, and one of them is a musician. Yeah. Uh, like, a full-time musician, and he was just talking about He's, like, yeah, I'll, I'll never move back to the States. He's, like, it's a... Musicians are looked at differently in Europe. It's, it's, true. it's considered an honorable thing. Yeah, and there's also if you're if you can get into the socialism system, right. there's like all, like you know I have like some of my best friends in Belgium. Like they're just like you know, oh I got a grant to do this thing and I made right. this film and went to like Japan and right. like it's like 
it's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. funds. And right. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I mean, it's so interesting because if you talk to Joe Schmo on the street, uh, you say, "Is music important in your life?" They're like, "Oh, absolutely." You're like, "So you'll pay five dollars for Starbucks coffee?" You won't pay ninety nine cents. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm. It's bad because I play music and I'm I'm like sure sure. <laughs> it's like I'm like I'm like oh buy that t shirt right. I don't want to own anything. Yeah, that's well. There's there's definitely a thing with our generation now where people are you know uh, getting rid of stuff. Yeah, uh, it's funny because like I some of my friends joke that I'm single handedly keeping the the record industry's nose just <laughs> above the waterline because nice. I I you know I started building my music collection in the CD era. Yep. So I, you know, good for you. <laughs> I still shake my fist at the whole vinyl thing. Cause yeah. you know, I, I, I joined the Columbia house records and tapes thing. Oh, I've done that when they were doing the vinyl clearance. So it's like yeah. you buy one CD for like 1898 and you can buy as many records as you want for a dollar each. So yeah. I, I just got this huge record collection in 1992. And like, what, what is that? And then, you know, listen now, to it. Now, yeah. now you can... You can well, well, I got rid of almost uh, all of that well, way back right. when, and now everyone's, you know, putting out yeah. everything on vinyl. And it's expensive. Yeah. It's, um... Did you guys do a physical rele- release for the Morbs? Oh, uh, yeah, we did CDs. CDs, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, do you have any left? I might have to buy one. We might have one. Yeah, so all right. I'll get you one. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Um... But you're, you'll do a you'll do a physical release of vinyl for the the new record. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Is that going to come out before the twentieth anniversary one, or probably around the same time? Okay. So gotcha. it's all all through Belgium, just because that's like where I don't know. We still you get a decent. Yeah, like, there. I mean, there it's like it's kind of it's deceptively real. Right. <laughs> uh, like you know, it's like eight hundred right. seat venues that are sold out. Sure. And it's. You know, and people in Belgium buy records, right. so it's kind of I don't know. How did that? Uh, like, how did you build that fan base? Because I remember yeah, New, Par- New Parade basically. Um, the Roadrunner rep in Belgium dug the record, it. and you know, it's like anything with like the BBC or any of those things. You get on the radio there, mm-hmm. you're on the entire country. So yeah. we, we basically he worked it to radio it like really we had like three singles there and yeah. then I don't know for some reason Belgium like Belgians don't forget like, right like failure yeah. Uh, oh yeah like all those bands like like you go you play these festivals and it's like you know failure feeder right uh, doggy dog like those guys are still like headlining right. like festivals you're like really like yeah <laughs> you know. yeah I am um, you know I, I used to buy a lot of UK music magazines, yeah. and I still, you know, I, I picked up Decibel magazine recently because Caven was on the cover. Oh wow! And, uh, I was looking through some of the festival stuff, and there was a bunch of names. I was like, I did not know that band was still a band. And yeah, you in, in Europe, the dream is still. It's like it's like Portlandia. The dream is still alive. Right. There. So, yeah. So you go, you like, you know, it's like what's that? Uh, deeper state of shade of soul oh urban dance like that shit like yeah. it's like or whatever their band was after that right like, they still like you're like oh there's the that's urban crazy. dance club guy that's crazy um yeah it's interesting there's been uh you know there are certain bands who are american bands who just never quite hit here but then whenever they put out a new record and tour Say so they'll do like okay. There's eight U.S. shows and like 27 uh, European. I mean, shows. that's what I want. That's my dream. Yeah. I like. I'm just like, how do we expand this into right. like you know? Can I do like you know France, Italy? Right. Uh, you know, that would be. You ever I, play Poland? No. I, I should mean, connect you with my brother. Oh, I love it. In Krakow. But like, I'd love to like just to me like that would be like because it's doable and sure. to still have a career because you could just be like, all right, I'm going to go do two, three weeks. Right. You've done it. And yeah. then you come back and go to your job. Like, well, and I mean, all of Europe is so close that's together. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean, the U.S., like, you know, if you're going to do, like, a nationwide tour, it's like, it takes, like, five weeks, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, Where's um, Where's, like, your favorite place that you've ever played? Or one of your favorite places? Um, well, I mean, in the States or... Anywhere. Well, I mean, obviously, Belgium has, like, sure. been crazy for us. Um, but, I mean, I love... I. 
like I, there's certain cities that I just love, like you know Kansas City for us is, yeah. and Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Really like never wanted to go there before, but like I love it. Yeah. Um, and then you know all the like the good cities. Right. <laughs> I don't like playing like I I definitely don't enjoy like the the South playing like Southeast. Yeah, like like Florida is like. Not one of my favorite places to play. Like, yeah, I mean, I've had good shows. Like sure. Orlando's, like you can you have some. De- there's a great club there. That sure. I like, but like I don't know. I would just always be like bummed out of Tallahassee or wherever. Sure. That's, yeah, that was uh, when I did my little 48 state trip because I've been very vocal for years that Florida was my least favorite state. Which <laughs> mine too. West Virginia usurped that on this trip only um, only because. There were some people that were trying to trying to steal my car, yeah. uh, but I was like, "So that's not really the state's fault." Yeah, but yeah, West Virginia is a weird state. We played yeah. like a the thing is I only played there once, and the show was amazing. Yeah, it was a place called the Stoned Monkey, huh? And it was like five dollar draft, like unlimited drafts for five dollars. So they're like they're like four hundred like hammered drunk. West Virginians. Oh my god! But it was like it was over the top and fun, right? But I don't know, like. Doesn't make me want to go back. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a weird state because it's like the scenery. It's beautiful there. Yeah. But there's a there's a weird deliverancey thing. Yeah. There's definitely like an oppressive, like poor, angry yeah. undercurrent. But like Alabama, like we had good shows there, and I like it was kind of better than I thought it would be. Sure. I just, I don't know. Like yeah. there's just something about. It. But I like I you know I like all the like. The Minnesotas and the like, right. the Milwaukee's. Right. Those are fun. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, and then I love obviously like LA is like a fun place. To sure. Play. Sure. Um, and you, you guys are from Boston proper or close enough? To yeah, I live, I live in downtown. Okay. So. Okay. I gotcha. Um, how often do you actually play in Boston? I mean, in the Bean Town, yeah. um, a couple times a year, just okay. because we try to like. That's oversaturated. Well, if you want to play like the Sinclair or something, right. you gotta like really pace it. Like, sure. like, like we could play there like twice a year, like, right. and then we'll do like we do like some one-off like secret sort of like you know, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna play this hundred-seat club, sure, you know, sure, just for fun, yeah, like when we need to like practice for Europe or something. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Um, so with having. Do, having been doing this band for at least 20 years, there's got to be, are there any songs that are sort of expected if someone's coming to see the Sheila Divine that they're assuming you're going to play, like they want to play that you're just tired of playing? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sick of the new parade songs, yeah. but, but I try to like, you know, I always find like, you know, home, I always do like some kind of medley in the sure. middle. That's like, that's entertaining to me. Right. Um, you know, automatic buffalo is probably like I can always like I I, I go in and out of like being totally in love with it and then sure. sick of it just because it's sort of like our one of our anthems. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That song I always uh, it's interesting because it opens the record, but I think the I think all three times that I'd seen you guys you before ended. you ended with yeah, it. that's so like, I always associate it with sort of like summing up the evening. Yeah. Almost. So it's weird. Like when I listen to that record now, I'm like, oh, it's kicking it off, but it's really sort of like it's got a finality to it as well. <laughs> it's interesting. And the new album's called Beginning of the End. And nice. It's like sort of. Uh, but yeah, that one's good. Um, you know, we always play Criminal. I'm I'm like opportune moment. Like I'm on the outs with right now. I'm just like don't yeah. play it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it's funny. I. There, there was a, I, I can't remember because you, you guys did both a Sheila, two Sheila Divine and one Dear Leader Instant Live oh, yeah. records. And I think it's the Dear Leader one where you were playing and Motley Crue was playing in town that night. So in the, I, yeah, I think it was Dear Leader because I think in uh, Raging Red you, you were doing yeah. a bunch of Motley Crue lyrics. Yeah. So every time I hear like the radio version of that song now, I, I'm start, I'm expecting yeah. the lyrics from Looks That Kill to come in and I was like no That's, Motley Crue is ruined this song oh, for me I love it uh. <laughs> yeah that was the thing for a while the like those instant live things yeah and that, yeah, it was yeah it was 
I mean, because like I said, I'm basically keeping the physical yeah. thing alive. But you know, I would go into Newbury Comics all the time. And I'm like, whoa, there's 40 new instant live things since last week. And I yeah. was like, you know, there's you know, the Black Pros did probably 40 on yeah. their own, and you know, it, but it, they're basically burned CDs. So it's, oh, that's like absolutely what. So it's is. crazy that they were able to charge just have, 30 and 40 yeah, bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, but I mean, it's a niche market that you yeah. know, people are obviously buying them. And we had that. We had this kid, one of our like you know super fans, um, Jim Como. He's like one of the original. But he used to him and this other guy, Bill. They would record every Sheila Divine song. So yeah. at one Christmas, he sent me like twenty five tapes of like like so we we kind of have oh, like tape tapes, not yeah not like like cassette files, tapes, yeah. Nice. Like but I mean, and then he put them up online. Right. Like but like. I mean, they're almost like fish level. Like they have, right. and they'd be like, they would trade. Like, oh, remember when they played this song? And then there's like certain songs that right. we tried out live that we never like recorded, and those are like, yeah. Kind of um, I noticed, you know, you've got some tattoos. Obviously, some. I've got a few. Yeah. I've got a few, and most of mine are music related. Have you? You must have come across some Sheila Divine tattoos. Never, or, really, no. There's gotta be something. Maybe, there. but I've never that it's never I've never seen really? it. Really? Yeah. That, that so. actually surprises me. Yeah. I uh, it's funny because most of the music ones that I have are like lyric based. And yeah. Like there was a long time where I like I was like close. Well, there was you, you the old right? automatic buffalo was <laughs> was on the like on deck circle for tattoos oh. for a while. Damn. And then but then it was one of those things that I was like, well, I really gotta if I'm gonna get a lyric from Sheila Devine. It's got to be something from Countryman. Oh, and, 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 but and the, yeah. I still okay. haven't figured out which one, which one to do it yet. But okay. it's 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 gonna happen at some point. Well, uh-huh. you'll be the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that would really surprise me if I if I was the first person. But yeah. you haven't you haven't encountered one yet. No, so I haven't. So. I always wonder about that because, like, I. Um, uh, like I said, I have a lot of music ones, and so I sort of stopped showing bands. Yeah, because I, I would imagine it's like weird. I mean, some It'd be people, weird. Yeah, some people are like, "Oh, that's awesome," and some people are like, "Cool." Like, kind of give me, you know, the side eye. They're like, "That's weird." Well, uh, it'd, be, it'd only be if I was like, "Oh, that song." Like, that's totally meaningless. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, like, crush the person. Yeah, like, just like, but I mean, that's the. I don't know. Nick Cave just had that whole thing where he wrote about Morrissey or whatever, but. He, oh, I didn't see that. I was like, but he was like, basically, like he's like the way he views the song, like because it was about like how Morrissey's like super racist now, right. and it's like depressing everyone. But he's like, you know, it doesn't detract from the songs he wrote, sure. Because in his mind, when you're an artist, you write the song, and then once you release it, it, it has lo- its own it, life. It belongs to people and their yeah. meaning of it, and then you are no longer the sure the, the holder of it. So yeah, that's I mean, especially since we're in, now in the Me Too era, there's a lot of artists that, you know, you're finding out stuff about people that you're like, oh, this person. Oh, yeah. But I was like... Ryan Adams is so terrible. Well, yeah. that's the, that was specifically him was the argument because, uh, you know, and, and I have a buddy who's a musician who, you know, he's like, you're a hypocrite because I was like, because I got rid of a ton of my Ryan Adams stuff. And he's like, do you listen to this person? Do you listen to this person? I was like, yep. And he's like, you're a hypocrite. I'm like, but it's more the gut feeling for me. I was like, cause I tried listening to it and I was like, I just, I'm yeah. listening to it and in the back of my mind. I'm like, this dude's a scumbag. This dude's a scumbag. I don't yeah. trust. Cause they're very like heartfelt songs. And I was like, I don't believe a word he's saying. And, uh, uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I just don't want these in my, which sucks. Yeah. Cause you know, great musician, you know, undeniably great music, but it, and it's different for every person. You know, yeah. I uh, I lived in a tiny, tiny little town in Arizona that uh, Manor James Keenan from Tool. Oh yeah, I've heard too. stories about him. Yeah, and you know, not to get into it, but you know, it's you know, he's a he, he's a, he's a sort of standoffish fellow. Yeah, you know? uh, and but I, I I have no problem listening to that band, and yeah. you know, um, you know, there's. Certainly, people who work for him, who are close friends of mine and whatnot, and I don't have any problem with it. I can, I'm able to say. I mean, and I'm not comparing him to Ryan Adams sure. as far as behavior, but as far as like being able to separate the artist from the art. Yeah, 
Yeah. We were kind of having this conversation on the way here. Oh, we really? Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, what about the Rolling Stones? And what about, right. like, you know, like back in the day and, right. like, you know, whatever. Well, so, yeah, because some, someone brought up exactly. Bowie with me. And, and you Bowie, know, yeah. And because yeah. he and Jimmy Page were involved with a younger girl. Yeah. And I was like, well, not to make an excuse, but it was a different era. And, you know, but it's also like, I don't know, there's a difference between. It's more the. the mental like breaking down of people sure as opposed to just yeah, yeah i don't know but, yeah for sure let's not justify it <laughs> yeah no, no. And, well, it's not the road i want well and that's that's the whole thing too i was like well being you know a, a middle class white male american i was like i don't really feel that my opinion should be asked yeah. i'm like it's we yeah. we've kind of had our say for the exactly. last several several hundred years so it's kamala or elizabeth warren yeah yeah yeah, well, that's the thing. Is I'm just like at this point. Yeah, let's let's take a back seat and, yep. and, and listen to what other people have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so you, there wasn't. I mean, now there's a crossover between the Sheila Divine and Dear. Well, when's the last Dear Leader record that you put out? Was it uh, Stay Epic? Was that it was the last Stay one? Epic? Yeah, okay. which I, I I still love that record. Like yeah. I still connect it. No one learned it, but like I I, 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 I listened to it this morning. Yeah. And that's I hadn't you know I bought it years ago and hadn't listened to it in probably two or three years. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know this one as well. Let me put this on. And I was like, how come I haven't listened to this one? Yeah, it's a I great love record. that. I love that record. I don't yeah. know. Coldry really like nailed it on that one. I yeah. Think. So it's like yeah. kind of got some dangerous mixes. Um, yeah, that one I was like I moved I moved to Belgium for a while and then came back. Yeah, it was like bad. And yeah, that's sort of that one. So, but um, yeah, it's all. Then then we just kind of were like, all right, what are we gonna do? No one cared about that record. Right. So then we stopped playing, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do Sheila Divine now, there and then go. that's how that started back up. I got gotcha. you. So, but I kind of like like the idea of just bouncing in and out of a few like projects and yeah. I think I'll probably write a solo record next just yeah. for fun like, you've, you've never played done. solo shows before I do right? it all the time and, okay. I, and I love it it's like really rewarding no one comes to it so like but I <laughs> but I love it because it's like it's a different thing it's like all about the voice right. and I also love that like I can literally like I don't want to play that like I can just on the fly go just I, I like don't show up with a set I right. just like play see what you feel like it's playing it's amazing yeah. Yeah, I saw, um, I think it was on the Dear Leader Facebook page, and I'd seen that you, 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 I saw, a, you know, a show pass that you yeah. played with uh, my, my buddy Evan Kenny, so I was just like, oh, oh your buddy's, uh, yeah, 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 he's yeah. like one of my besties. So. Yeah, he's, uh, I, it's funny, it's speaking of band tattoos, let me, uh, yeah, so I've got a red-yellow tattoo right <laughs> oh, there. Oh, damn. Yeah, I got that before any of them oh. in red-yellow got it, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they were, uh. Uh, uh, still to this day, whenever anyone you want to take a picture of, I got it. Um, I uh, awesome. still to this day, whenever anyone asks me, because you know they know I've seen a lot of live shows, they're yeah. like, well, "What's the best live band you've ever seen?" I was like, "Red Yellow," and like no hesitation. They're like, "Who the hell is that?" I'm like, "The greatest live band wow. I've ever well, seen." Me and Evan, I've been talking about starting a band together nice. like for like five years nice. now. And we just keep, we don't know, it could be a country band, yeah. or it could be suicide. Sure. Like, that's, like, kind of, like... Or it could be both. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, he, to me, is, like, one of my favorite front men, because he just, like, goes for it. And oh, I yeah. love that, like, whatever he does, yeah. it's, like, the Evan vibe. Sure. It's, like, so good. Yeah. So. He, um, I, I put on, I put on a couple shows, I did a show at my brother's recording studio for my 39th birthday and then I did one for my 40th birthday um so they played they played the 40th one but I had also done one for my 30th birthday so you know uh Red Yellow had played that one yeah. um and uh Adam and Steve from Cave In had okay. played that yeah. and the minus scale too so it was just one of those things so yeah. I was like well it's 40th you know will you and Jesse bring your new band and play it? he's like <laughs> oh, oh of course yeah, yeah 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 yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, fantastic. And man. now he's got his new band, Labor Hex. I haven't is, heard of him yet. It's like Fugazi. Really? But yeah. It's, is he playing guitar in it, too? No, it's just him doing this. Right. Which which, which I get, because that's, you know, that's sort of a thing, but I mean, I, I, 
I feel he's such a fantastic. I mean, he's a minimalist guitar player, yeah. but there's like this furious energy to yeah. his guitar playing that I just love. But oh man, I would that yeah. that would be fantastic. But we've been doing this project. acoustic night like yeah. we we it was like once a month ever at the Plow and Stars, and it's just like nice. me and him, and no one would come, but nice. we would just like play. Like it was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I've been to a couple. I've been to a couple little like acoustic things. Um, actually, uh, twenty seven did because right. they played they played the Caleb Schofield yeah. uh, benefits out in L.A. So they did a warm up gig at the Plow and Stars, and there was I think six of us yeah. there. And uh, you know, I had a friend who lives in Boston who wasn't familiar with them, and because she was always giving me a hard time, she's like. I see that you were in Boston tonight. How come you didn't let me know? And I was like, well, I'm usually going there for a show, and you don't like the type of music I like. She's <laughs> right. like, just let me know. So I was like, hey, I'm going to be in Boston tomorrow night, or Cambridge specifically. Do you want to meet me? She's like, where? So I gave her the address. She came. We had a couple drinks, and then they were playing. And, you know, I, I love 27. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Maria Christopher's got such an amazing voice. Yeah. And, you know, but there's like six people playing, and she's like, nobody here and I was like yeah but next week they're going to be playing for like 8,000 people in Los right. Angeles I was like and they were playing the same set so it's just I don't know like it's something about the venue because then I'll like you know if I play at Sinclair it sells out but yeah. then I play for free and then but it's on a Monday right and no one comes sure but um and I would imagine anyone who is going to go see the Sheila Divine or Dear Leader like knows your name like yeah, and I, I mean, and I posted on the Sheila Divine, but it sure. doesn't really matter. I don't really care. Like, it's, it's to me, it's more like... Just getting out and doing it. Yeah, and it's like I try out new material or nice. like covers or whatever. Right. So right. it's like kind of, I don't know. To me, it's more like working through my stuff. Right. So. Right on. Right yeah. on. Well, I'm very excited for the show tonight. Um, I know that the Maya scale is going to start uh, sound checking soon. Awesome. So, um yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Yeah, it was really great hanging. Yeah, guess. yeah. Thanks so much. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna see you two more times this summer, so I'm, All right. I'm pretty psyched getting my cool. uh, Sheila Divine Phil. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Mm-hmm.